Welcome to Empower Your Marketing, a show dedicated to helping women rewrite the rules of what it means to be a female entrepreneur in today's digital world. Discover the strategies successful women entrepreneurs use to create, build, and scale their online empires. And go behind the scenes of profitable, purpose-driven brands to learn the secrets of standing out in the sea of online sameness. Now your host, Stephanie Jarosh. Hey everyone, and welcome to Empower Your Marketing. I am your host, Stephanie Jarosh, and this is episode 16. Today, I'm talking the most sleazy, disgusting online marketing tricks to avoid and that we pretty much all hate. So let's jump in. So unless you've been living under a rock, online businesses and digital marketing are the foundation of an ever-growing digital culture. Whether it's stay-at-home moms looking for a side gig or full-time executives launching a new digital service, going online is the new norm. Thing is, alongside the growth of online businesses comes the often trashy tactics to sell those products to the masses. This week, I rounded up the sleaziest of the sleaze when it comes to the top eight online marketing tricks used to get people to buy. And while some of these tricks once worked incredibly well, when used in today's savvy consumer space, they are often seen as both slimy and deceitful. So grab your sunscreen, guys, because it's going to get hot in here. All right, let's jump in. So the top eight online sleazy marketing tricks we all hate. Number one, fake response emails. Oh, raise your hand if you've fallen for this. I know I have. You open your inbox, a once sacred thing, and there it is, the re-email. Now, this usually shows up as like, re, your inquiry, re, I'm in, re, I got your message. The re colon email is not only a complete lie, but it's a play on our curiosity. You probably are thinking to yourself, did I forget I emailed this person? Do I know this person? Well, you know what? I'll open it up just to see, just in case. And then the email turns out to be a sales pitch or a last-ditch effort to get your attention in an email series, maybe even with bad open rates, or maybe just a ploy to mess with your head. You know what I do with re-emails? I delete and unscribe. These things are the absolute most annoying. And usually if somebody does a re-email to me, I make sure that they're no longer in my circle of trust because I know they're out just for the sale. All right, the second most annoying sleazy marketing trick out there, pretend live webinars. Oh, these ones drive me nuts. We all know, just tell us it's recorded. Seriously, people, pre-recorded webinars or master classes or workshops when not advertised as pre-recorded, leave the viewer feeling cheated. If you do this, if you pre-record and then whether you omit or um, you basically lie saying it is live, you're leaving the viewer feeling completely left out and and feeling sleazed, right? And feeling and feeling completely taken advantage of. So if you want someone to trust you, then don't do this right? So vaguely advertising a webinar or outright lying about it, that it's live, and then pushing them to an evergreen recording instead um, diminishes the trust you have in the brand. So I've got no problem with pre-recorded webinars, but as a smart and savvy woman, I'd like the webinar to be obviously noted as such. Otherwise, I get the feeling the webinar host assumes they can easily sell me something I probably don't need. If they're willing to omit or lie about a webinar, how else are they cutting corners or keeping secrets? right? 
All right, so the number three top sleazy, nasty tactic on the online internet circuit today, sales pages with no pricing. Ugh. Whether it's a buy now button or schedule a call, neither offer you an upfront price. Instead, you need to click through multiple pages or jump through hoops to book a call with someone who will paint a lovely picture for your future self and then drop their multi-five or six-figure price tag to get you there. Fun fact, the psychology of selling states that reciprocity is one of the top triggers to get us to buy. If we schedule a call, get a sales pitch, and can't afford the program, we often feel obligated to purchase the program or service, even if we can't afford it. Top sales women and men know that if the first more expensive option isn't purchased, they can then drop the price, still expensive, but within means, and seven out of 10 times we'll get the sale. That's a nifty little trick that's often pulled. So while the strategy may work, the consumer still feels deceived. Instead, I recommend you list your prices up front to avoid confusion and stop hiding behind the call to action buttons. They're kind of useless. All right, the fourth super sleazy trick, the bait and switch freebie. So you've opted in, you've given your email for an e-guide, audio program, something free. And the first half of the order is delivered as promised. But the second half, you gotta pay. So there's a tripwire there. Usually the first half of the order is just enough to get you interested or hook you into buying the second half of the supposedly free quote unquote gift. Sometimes called a tripwire offer, though not always, the price is fairly inconsequential and enough to cover your morning latte. So maybe for seven bucks you have to pay for the rest, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Another psychological trick though, when priced so low but built up so high, the customer rationalizes the purchase but still feels taken and trust is diminished. Yuck. All right, the fifth most sleazy tactic I've seen online is the fear-mongering. Listen, my life will not end without your thing. My business will still grow without your program. I am enough. And yet the fear-mongering continues. Men and women with even the slightest FOMO, that's fear of missing out if you don't know, will enroll or register for products that actively undervalue and disempower their innate enoughness. Rather than taking the power away from your potential clients, bolster them up instead. Give your clients an opportunity to level up and grow with your services instead of keeping them in a fear or shame state, constantly in need of you in order to feel good about themselves. All right, the number six most sleaziest trick I've seen is the Amazon bestseller title. Now listen, Amazon's great for a lot of things, but being an Amazon bestseller still doesn't mean much. Now, Hear me out. For everyone from Aunt Sally to a Supreme Court judge can slap together an ebook and publish it on Amazon. And they can rank in the top 20 with a few well-placed reviews or strategically applied funds. It actually isn't that hard to get listed as an Amazon bestseller. And worse, anyone can claim it even if their book only made it on the list once. So listen, it's a great title to add to your growing resume. I've been an Amazon bestseller but not something you need to brag about just to inflate your ego, especially online, and you're trying to bolster up your authority status. Number seven, adding someone to your Facebook group without permission. This one is a true pet peeve. Stop the madness. The latest and greatest craze for online marketers is to create a Facebook group and then add all of their Facebook friends to the group without their permission. 
First of all, this is a violation of privacy. Just like adding my email to your newsletter list without my permission is against the rules, so is a Facebook group moderation. Second, the bombardment of sales pitches in this group is often astronomically high and usually done in a way that leaves everyone exiting the group anyways. Finally, what self-respecting business owner finds this ethical? I don't know of any, right? So be careful about doing this. And if somebody does it to you, send them a message. Send them a direct message and let them know that it's not appropriate. Because again, we need to be speaking up for more ethically empowering ways to market. Number eight, the six-figure overnight success lies. This is a super sleazy tactic. First, no one, and I mean no one, can make six figures in less than six weeks, especially if they are brand new to business. If you know of someone personally who just started a business with no previous experience and who generated over six figures in six weeks, send them my way. I want to talk to them. I'd love to interview them for the show. In the meantime, the six-figure funnels, guides, and masterminds only set the rest of us back a few steps since we waste our time learning them in the first place. I don't mean to sound bitter, but it's true. Building a sustainable, profitable business, no matter the revenue goal, is more important than a quick influx of cash. That being said, what most of these six-figure gurus forget to mention is the expenses associated with that level of income. So while the launch may have generated, let's say, $150,000, Facebook ads may have cost $25,000, $30,000, the website may have cost $15,000, the virtual assistant and other support staff anywhere from twelve dollars to, let's say, $25,000, and so on, right? And of course, let's not forget the PayPal and Stripe fees and the taxes we need to pay on the revenue we earn. Take home for big launches, especially for smaller companies or solopreneurs, usually range in the 25 to 50K range if they're lucky, especially when they're just starting out. So while the promise of instant six figures is often too good to pass up, it's best to leave those hyped up sales pitches where they are and lean toward more sustainable marketing and business building practices instead. Listen, if you want to build your business in a way that brings more empowerment to your customers, then I really recommend you download the Brand Story Blueprint. The link can be found in the show notes. It's a great way to get started with an authentic and compelling brand message that starts to attract your ideal clients into your world instead of drawing them in with hyped up or perhaps some white lies that happen in your marketing strategy. Until next time, thanks for listening. Like what you hear? Click subscribe and leave a review. Then join Stephanie each week as she takes on the many questions women have about building an online business.